0: Hello everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people events, programs and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this seventh edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth's 2018-19 school year, we'll preview Homecoming 2018, which is this weekend. Mammoth Director of Development and Alumni Engagement Hannah Maher will join us to tell us about what's happening on campus this weekend, and there's quite a lot going on. Friday is College Radio Day across the country, and communication instructor Chris Goble will join us to talk about it, along with Monmouth's own student-run radio station, WPFS. And Monmouth volleyball coach Carrie Shimon will let us know how the 2018 campaign is going for her Scots. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, a few notes about upcoming events on campus. Be sure to stop in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery over in the Hughes Library between now and November 2 the next time you're on campus. That's because a great exhibit by Monmouth's own art professor Stephanie Baugh is on display. The show was called Objects and Experience, and it's definitely worth your time to browse the gallery to admire and appreciate Stephanie's excellent work. We'll hear from Stephanie later in this month in one of the podcasts. And miss Department of Theater has two must-see performances this month. The first is William Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. That will be performed October 25 through October 28th at the college's Fusion Theater, which is at 230 South Main Street in downtown Monmouth. The production will mark the Monmouth debut of new theater professor, Todd Quick. Then on October 30 and 31, there will be an encore production from last season, Philip Ridley's In Your Face, The Pitchfork Disney. That will be performed in the college's Wells Theater. And there's more information about both plays in the news section of the Monmouth College website, MammothCollege.edu slash news. This is the Mammoth College 1853 Podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Mammoth College Office of Communications and Marketing. More than a thousand guests are expected to help celebrate Mammoth's 2018 Homecoming Weekend, which will be celebrated this Friday through this Sunday. The weekend's events will include award ceremonies, reunions, the parade, a football game against Grinnell College, a pre-game alumni gathering, and a Saturday night concert. For a schedule of the homecoming events, go to the homecoming homepage. That's monmouthcollege.edu homecoming. You can also read more about homecoming weekend in the news section of the Monmouth website, monmouthcollege.edu news. Joining us to preview the bevy of homecoming activities this weekend is Monmouth Director of Development and Alumni Engagement, Hannah Maher. Hannah says it all gets underway on Friday evening with the Alumni Impact Awards.
1: Homecoming is a very busy weekend. Uh, We've got a lot of activities and events starting really on Friday. Um, There are the the famous Alumni Impact Awards. So it's a great opportunity for us to honor alumni and friends of the college who have distinguished themselves in their careers and their service to their alma mater. Um, That kicks off at about 530 on Friday. But then we also have the Spirit Shout, the the student pep rally that ends in fireworks over the field it's always a great event where the king and queen are also crowned um, to see the students and have a good time and then several of our classes are actually getting together we got milestone reunions all ranging from the fifth year to the 40th year and several of those groups are getting together for social receptions on Friday and then Saturday is just jam-packed full of activities kick off with the M Club Hall of Fame induction at 8 30 and we go all the way through the day wrapping up with the tour of Monmouth at 7 o'clock clock um, but really we're, we're going to have a, a great day.
0: The alumni impact awards are among the more prestigious honors that alumni and friends of the college can receive.
1: Our annual alumni awards are really just a, a top-notch honor that folks can receive here at the college. We have two inductees this year into our Hall of Achievement. That's the top honor, the highest honor Monmouth College bestows upon its graduates. And uh, David Bowers and Juan Everett are so deserving of this honor and recognition and we're really glad to induct them among the many other individuals that are a part of our Hall of Achievement. Um, Coming close to 30 years or so now uh, of that honor being established. We also have just a really long legacy for our distinguished alumnus, our distinguished service, our young alumnus, and our Family of the Year Award and then as well our Hatch Teaching Award, Distinguished Teaching. Those honors are just a great way for us to acknowledge the work, the careers, the devotion, the service of these individuals to bettering themselves, to bettering the college, and to just really making an impact on the world.
0: Hannah says that Saturday's events will offer something for just about everyone who's on campus.
1: There are events taking place for Interests of everybody. We have, you know, class lecture series. We have uh, inflatables and activities to to just blow off some steam. We've got meals, lunches. You won't go hungry for food or drink on campus. A lot of parade opportunities to watch from various vantage points. Um, the football game, the soccer game. We've got athletic. Uh, events happening, award ceremonies. We're also inducting three members into our Order of Omega Greek Hall of Fame. Um, we have Greek open houses for those who want to see their old uh, stopping grounds or even the new ones for some of our sororities.
0: If you plan to attend the Monmouth Grinnell homecoming football game on Saturday afternoon, you might want to purchase a pass for the alumni game day gathering that will be held in the Patti Hall parking lot on North 6th Street. A limited number of spaces will be reserved for vehicles and the lot will remain open until seven o'clock that night. One of Saturday's big events will also be the dedication of the Bonnie Bondurant Alumni House. Located at 701 East Broadway on the corner of Broadway and Sixth Street, the house formerly known as the manor will be officially named to honor Bonnie Bondurant Shattuck, a member of Mama's class of 1954. She helped the college acquire the property. Hannah says that the ceremony will be held right before the annual homecoming parade
1: dedicated the Bonnie Bonderant Alumni House. We'll have a, a ribbon-cutting ceremony on Saturday, uh, October 6th at 10 a.m., right before the parade, and then we are looking for some great weather to, to watch the parade, hopefully here from the porch, and cheer on the Fighting Scots marching band, the Pipers, and a lot of our Greek organizations as they parade through, and we get to, to watch that tradition. We love seeing Broadway just filled with our alums uh, that day, wearing their white and crimson.
0: Another special event on Saturday will be a tribute to a mammoth legend.
1: We have a great opportunity to honor the, the life and the memory of Professor Ira Smolensky. And we have two actual occasions where we're going to to honor him. One is during the Great Lecture Series, 10 a.m. in Patti Auditorium. Professor Farad Hawk is going to speak to her mentor, to her colleague, and just share a little bit there. But then additionally, we have a remembrance service for him in Wallace Hall Lobby at 1130. So we encourage folks to come and share their story, share their memories, their photos with each other and with a uh, faculty from, from the college and just a way to really honor Ira's legacy, his memory here at the college and just a dear friend
0: lost too soon. Also on homecoming day, a special outdoor lunch will be held before the football game. Um,
1: we also are celebrating with a faculty lunch out in the quad. So alumni, faculty, friends are all welcome to join us for a nice picnic lunch out there under the tent. We've got great inflatables for friends and family too. So lots of fun events for uh, kids to enjoy. And you know, those young at heart, maybe too, not just kids. Uh, and and we'll, we'll have just a really good time there before the game. The game doesn't kick off till 2 PM. Um, um, and we look for another Fighting Scots win. I know Coach Braun has got the team just really performing well this year, and it's a great opportunity to come out and root on the Fighting Scots.
0: As Hannah points out, Homecoming weekend is but one example of the special connection that Monmouth alumni have with their alma mater.
1: Alumni, Monmouth College alumni have just such a wonderful affection for this place. They really, truly come home at Homecoming, and we love to welcome them every year. There are several alumni who actually have never missed a Homecoming since their graduation, and many who are taking on that new tradition and that challenge to also be here and enjoy the sights and sounds of the college uh, throughout that that experience. It's just such a welcoming opportunity, you know, the hugs and smiles that are shared throughout the weekend, all the memories, listening to stories of when when folks were here across the decades has just been a real treat for our office as well. Um, but it's just such a wonderful time to reconnect and reminisce and uh, Celebrate that common bond we all have and that thread that that ties everyone together.
0: That's Director of Development and Alumni Engagement Hannah Maher previewing Homecoming Weekend 2018. It's this Friday through this Sunday. For a schedule of the events, go to the Homecoming homepage, and that's monmouthcollege.edu/slash homecoming. In addition to being homecoming weekend, Friday is another special celebration of the college. It's College Radio Day across the country. For almost 10 years, the College Radio Foundation has promoted College Radio Day all over the United States with the purpose of raising the profile of college radio stations across the country and encouraging student participation in the medium of college radio. Communication instructor Chris Goble advises Mammoth WPFS, which can be heard at 105.9 on your FM dial in Mammoth. Chris
2: says that College Radio Day is an important event for a number of reasons. Where college radio stations across the country come together on one day to try to celebrate um, what impact college radio has uh, on the world, on music, and they usually always get um, a number of big time stars and uh, to be involved in it this year. One of their ambassadors is Joan Jett uh, and um, it's basically each station um, can become a member for free and then they plan events so they do certain different things on campus to highlight the importance of college radio. Chris says that
0: WPFS will celebrate College Radio Day with some of its own special programming.
2: Um, this Friday we'll be running a couple of uh, programs. Um, one we're going to run the simulcast at one o'clock Uh, for College Radio Day. So hundreds of stations across the country and across the world will be running um, the simulcast where they play some music and they talk about college radio. And then we're actually going to premiere our first episode of Backstage Pass to teach the students how to do it. I actually hosted it. And our guest is a a Monmouth College alum. Um, um, He he goes by Ross Clayton, Um, and he is a country music artist out of Oklahoma. He graduated from here in 2012. Um, and started actually finding, um, you know, his music voice here. He learned how to play guitar here. Um, so he'll be our first guest on Backstage Pass, um, and that will also go up onto our webpage so people can listen to it from SoundCloud afterwards as well. Chris says that
0: Momma's involvement with college radio
2: dates to the early 1960s, where it had very humble origins. It uh, initially was a baseband band where it was just broadcast to campus, basically through the wires and the walls. And they had a small little antenna. The first real antenna they had was made out of beer cans um, that the students put together. And then um, it graduated from that to uh, internet radio and on closed circuit television on the campus uh, cable um, until just um, uh, a few years ago when we got the low power FM. License and we started to broadcast to the community as well. Um, and we changed our name to WPFS at that point, where we had to get in actual call letters. And then we became a campus and more of a community uh, radio station as well. Chris says that radio has played an important part in the lives of Momma's students. Hundreds and hundreds of students having been involved, you know, and numerous of them, you know, um, who've come back at different times and talked about how whether they went into radio or not, how important college radio was to them. It became kind of a home uh, for them on campus um, and something that's been, you know, a, a really important part, I think, of campus for a long time. Chris says that college radio stations such as
0: WPFS matter for
2: a number of reasons. Students get to figure out what they're going to play. Um, they get to expose people to different ideas um, and, uh, you know, to different genres of music. I mean, if you listen to our station, um, there's all it, it plays all sorts of different kind of music and music you maybe never even heard of. Rock stations, we play country and rock and dance and urban and, you know, everything um, gets mixed in and I think that's what's wonderful about um, college radio wherever it is is that it tends to be that place where almost anything could be on and you can get exposed to lots of different both music and thoughts and you know ideas as well Um, and it's really hard in commercial radio to do that because it's hard to sell that and college radio doesn't necessarily have to sell it other than just hoping people listen to it and sell it to some listener.
0: That's communication instructor Chris Goble previewing College Radio Day, which is this Friday. You can celebrate College Radio Day by dialing up Monmouth WPFS radio station, which is at 105.9 on your FM dial in Monmouth. To read more about WPFS, check it out on the Monmouth website at monmouthcollege.edu slash WPFS. Before we get into this week's athletic segment, a reminder of the plethora of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at ThisIsMonmouth. And when you are tailgating before a Monmouth football game this fall, be sure to dial up the pregame show on WRAM and then listen to some great songs on the Monmouth College Spotify account. The Monmouth volleyball team heads up to Wisconsin this weekend to play a couple of big Midwest Conference matches. The Scots play at Ripon College on Friday, followed by a match at Lawrence University on Saturday afternoon. The Scots are 10-9 overall after sweeping McMurray College 3-0 on Tuesday night at Glenny Gymnasium. Monmouth is 0-2 in the conference, and volleyball coach Kerry Shemin is hoping fortune turns around this weekend on their trip to Wisconsin. Kerry says there's a lot to like about this year's Monmouth volleyball team.
3: Well, we're a year older, so I do like that. Uh, A little bit stronger, which is nice. We had a great off-season, working really hard.
0: This year's Monmouth team also has strong veteran leadership.
3: Some good senior leadership with Allie Gustafson and then Brooke Decker as well. Yeah, so Allie is coming off of um, an ACL injury last year, so she did not play her junior year. And uh, it's great to have her back on the floor, her consistency, her leadership, um, just what she brings to our team. We can look to her for just, just... calming us but also just to get us going when we need to put a ball down and then uh brooks been she's a transfer so this is her second year playing with us and um positive energy just positive energy loves to block up there at the net she's leading our team in blocks and so glad to see that she's doing well here so
0: Kerry says that October is a big month for Monmouth volleyball.
3: And, um, we've been home, which has been nice, so I think we're rested and we're ready for that. We're just we need to at this point um, need to figure out how to execute and finish place and we we've been in some matches and I think that's probably um, shows we we're still a little young as a team. We've got a freshman setter out there that's running the offense and um, so hopefully here in, in uh, October when we're traveling up to Wisconsin, we're going to see some wins.
0: And Carrie has been impressed with what she's seen in her freshmen as well.
3: Um, You know, we talk about it a lot with our freshmen, and um, they are making the change pretty quickly. I think to talk about Carly Drish, who's our freshman setter, there's so much potential there. And... um, she wants to learn, she wants to get better, she puts in a lot of hard work, and um, we're seeing some things that even on the court where it's like, oh, that was a freshman mistake, but then she turns around and makes a great play and you know has a great set to somebody. And um, so how do we get them ready? It's just constantly just preparing them, going through drills and letting them know.
0: Even more impressive than what Carrie's volleyball team does on the court is what they do in the classroom.
3: Oh, uh, we're 3.4 GPA last year. We have women that want to be doctors, want to be teachers, uh, business women. So we continue to have that with our freshmen that are coming in. So we've got several that are in the biochemistry, biopsychology uh, major, and then we've got a couple that want to be teachers as well.
0: That's Monmouth volleyball coach Carrie Shemin. To keep up with the latest volleyball results at Monmouth, point your browser to monmouthscots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. You can follow Monmouth Volleyball on Twitter at scottsvball. And don't forget to follow Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll learn more about that Monmouth Scholars Academy. That debuts in summer 2019. We'll also hear from art professor Stephanie Baugh about her exhibit over in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery. And as we do every week, we'll check in with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this seventh edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.